Hey everyone and welcome back to the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I'm honestly so grateful that you're subscribed to my podcast and I'm excited to share yet another episode with you. This podcast is all about bringing servant leaders to share their stories and life experiences with you all in the hopes to help more people to find their true purpose and meaning to life. Today, I am so pumped to have such an amazing guest for you all to listen to and learn from. His name is Josh Courage and he has owned and operated Courage Performance for over 16 years now he has opened in two successful locations in dc and ca and has coached thousands of people from young kids professional athletes complete first timers to weekend warriors and seniors his passion for helping others gain control of their lives has helped countless people change for the better he also constantly challenges himself from CrossFit to marathon to triathlon, Spartan races, Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting and outdoor primitive survival training and his hands-on experience in learning, training and competing playing a huge role in his coaching life. He wants nothing more but to help empower each person he works with to become the best version of themselves. In this episode, Josh shares so much wisdom around movement and how important it is for every single human being to be actively moving physically every single day to keep fit and energized, but also for our own general productivity. So without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. Hey Josh, thank you so much for being with me on the Purposeful Mindset Podcast. I am super grateful to have this conversation with you. I can't wait to get to know your story. I can't wait to listen, man. The floor is all yours, man. I want to hear what you have to say. And I I, I pretty much just want to know your story because this is the first time we're kind of speaking as well. And I'd love to know your story for my listeners as well. And then I'm going to go straight into some questions, whatever comes to my mind. Okay, cool, man. Well, first off, I appreciate being on here, man. I, I, I'm, I'm happy we're able to connect and, and I'm pumped up to be able to kind of get back into the, get my feet back into the podcast in the world. So you are my reintroduction to podcasting. So I'm fired up about it. And I, and I thank you a ton. You're welcome, man. Um, so a little quick little, uh, little background in me. Um, you know, I'm, a, I'm a fitness professional, fitness and, and health and nutrition uh, expert. And I kind of got into it actually sort of by accident. I, I, was, a, I was a baseball player. I'm really, really into baseball. That was my thing. I, that's all I wanted to do with my life. And I ended up playing after college. I ended up playing a uh, a year in Paris, France, uh, a season in Paris, France for the, the Paris national team. They were allowed a couple foreigners and I, and I got a connection there. So I played there. Nice. I then played two years of of a a form of, of professional baseball in America for two years after that. And um, once that was over, I kind of was like, I don't know what to do. So I, I was really into fitness, or at least the concept, not necessarily fitness, but in the concepts of how to make myself a better athlete for my personal needs. So my personal physiology, how my joints were aligned, how my my body functioned, and how could I how could I capitalize on my specific movement patterns to become better at the sport I wanted to become better at. So I studied the human body just for my own sake of figuring it out, figure it out. And in the process of coming up with these different types of workouts, I actually kind of got a little following with all my baseball buddies who were like, Hey, I want to work out with you, man. That was fun. Yeah. I was like, Hey, I wonder if I could do this for a living. <laughs> I had no clue that she could like be a personal trainer, which just wasn't on my radar. I actually had a music background in, in, in college. So wow. it was baseball and music. Those were, those were my things. Um, so I kind of looked into it. I was like, yeah, man, I can actually become a personal trainer. So I quickly, you know, found a couple of certifications, got certified and just, hit the ground running with, with fitness. And I got super, super, super into it. Um, you know, within about a year, I actually branched off and started my, I was working for a big, huge gym in Washington, DC at the time. 
And I kind of very, very quickly kind of branched off doing my own thing because I had a very unique style of training and um, realized that I had much more freedom if I was able to do it on my own rather than being in a big gym. So branched off and, and, and Courage Performance started. That's my, that's my business. And I, this, so it's been about 17-ish years of, of doing fitness stuff. And I just, ever since then, I kind of got into all different types of fitness. You know, I was doing marathons and triathlons and CrossFit personally, uh, Spartan races, all those obstacle course races, always uh, powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting, just always trying to find some way to challenge myself. And in doing so, I learned a ton about all the different sides of fitness so I could really help a larger demographic of people um, to, to, you know, help, you know, find their, you know, achieve their fitness goals, whether it be young athletes, which was kind of my specialty, young, you know, you know, preteen and teenage athletes um, to basically anybody to, you know, professional athletes and everybody in between. So it's kind of been a, it's been a pretty crazy journey and I'm actually in a huge transition phase right now, thanks to, our, our worldwide friend COVID-19. Um, <laughs> I, I I'd established a gym in California for the past seven, eight years. And, um, I had a, uh, two years ago, I had my first child and then we're expecting our second child coming up in a few months and we decided to move. So kind of slightly motivated by COVID, um, I shut my gym, uh, rather than selling my gym, I just shut it down. So, uh, um, I shut my gym down and within, within the past three weeks, I've pivoted completely from, having a gym and, and doing personal training to completely online. Uh, my website shifted 100%. I, I mean, I, I literally just started a brand new business in the past three weeks. It's wow. pretty crazy. Um, and then I plan, we, we're, we're moving to Western New York, a very, very different uh, uh, style from where we live right now in, in Northern California. And um, I'll probably just do a personal training studio there and continue the online stuff. So that's a very quick, very brief sort of background. And I, you know, going from baseball to, 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 to the fitness world and now just kind of being in, being in this fitness world and I plan to be in some way shape or form a part of it for the rest of my life I love that man yeah. the one thing I really connected with what you were sharing was because like my background was nothing to do with like sports or any anything anything similar to yours at all it was literally just I just had a normal kind of education background you know my parents told me go to yeah. school go to college go to university get a good job and and work and when I was when I turned 21 I, I, one of my friends introduced me to personal growth and that's when I was like, holy crap, like, how come no one's ever taught me about money, about mindset, about life, about taxes, about just like how to be a better person, you know, just how to be a better, better version of myself. And yeah. just to give you a little insight quick, Josh, because I think you, you yeah, probably please. Know, but over six years ago, I was super shy. I couldn't speak to a woman. I had eight friends. I played Call of Duty, went to work, came back home. That was my life. Repeating the same thing every day until I started like that personal growth journey and then obviously like now super confident you know um have all the belief in myself like I, I believe in myself delusionally too much and you know <laughs> I, I did I recently gave a TEDx talk and I was like how can I like I always tell people if I can do it anybody can do it I'm not special I, I was yes. a super shy person how can someone that was so shy like me go from being that kind of person through just looking into personal growth and then becoming super confident and now what I do is on my Instagram, I kind of share kind of all aspects of my life. But the two things I really focus on is the, the body and the mind. So I focus on like my fitness and I focus on mindset. And when we put those two together, I believe like, amazing things happen in our life. Yeah. I actually had a quick, quick, quick question with all that stuff. Was there something very specific that occurred that sort of like broke down that wall for you? Or, or was it just a gradual process once you started looking into this stuff? 
Yeah, so it was more of a gradual process, but it was it was that one day that my friend, like like that one day really gave me a paradigm shift, you know, like he sat down with yeah. me and he shared with me one page from Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I don't know if you read that book. Uh, a long time ago, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he shared, the, he shared the cash flow quadrant with me, like the ESBI, so the employee, yeah. small business, the big business, the investor. He just shared that one little page from me from that book. Mm. And he said, Sadiq, you need to read the rest of this book. Like it will completely shift your mindset. I was like, bro, this one page has shifted my mindset. I've never learned yeah. about business. No one's ever told me about entrepreneurship. I don't come from a business background. No one's ever taught me anything about money. I've just been taught to go and work for other people. Um, yeah. And so I was, it was basically on that day, you know, the 12th of September, 2014 at 5.37 p.m. Like I know super accurately because my friend made me write the date down. He's like, and the time, yeah. and he's like, bro, this day is going to be the beginning of the day of the, of interesting the change the change of your life yeah yeah, yeah. do you do you focus a lot of your stuff is it do you think there's a focus of like fin- like financial focus or is it more just very very generalized um in terms of what i do or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it was i mean for me right now personally like so at the moment i am completely just like a content creator podcast host and i speak at events in london obviously right now i can't speak but i started right. like kind of hosting my own events recently before all of the covid19 started and so my kind of aim was to go in that business where I would, I would start doing events and start like being a speaker and a coach. And mm-hmm. that obviously all completely shifted and changed. So at the moment, I'm thinking more of doing like online coaching and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was never really, like I, I tell people, I never do anything for money. As, as, and I don't charge anything that I do right now with all my content, podcasts, videos every single week, like everything that I share is 100% free and people get so much value from just my journey. But, I, I'm yeah. just thinking, but I just share with people like the reason why, I do, why I'm doing what I'm doing is just because I just want to help one person every day. If I can help mm-hmm. inspire one person and change one person's life every day, then that person will be like, oh my days, Sadiq helped me. Let, me. let me go and help someone else. And it'll be yeah, that yeah. kind of, you know, candle effect. But, yeah, for sure. But one thing, you know, I wanted to kind of get back to, um, to your story about is the, the whole fitness thing. So talk to me a little bit about why do you think like fitness or just movement in general is important for, for someone? Because I, th- I think that's, that's a really important question for a lot of people to know, right? Yeah. And actually, I like how you, you hesitated there for a second and changed it from fitness to movement. Because I actually agree, it's, it's the latter. It's movement. Yeah. It doesn't have to be uh, you know, a, a crazy detailed fitness program. Exactly. You don't have to be working out for three hours a day. It, as long as you move your body. Because your, your body is designed to move. That's what, yeah. that's what it, it, it moves. It moves, right? I mean... And we also, we have this weird conflict in our, in our bodies and minds where we desire comfort, we desire a lack of movement. It's very, very easy to sit down in a comfortable chair. We, we created all these amazing comforts. So it's so simple to just relax in a nice, comfortable chair or sofa and not move from that thing for hours and hours and hours because we've created an atmosphere around ourselves with comfort. Um, but we are designed, our, the basis of our, of our human physiology, the basis of our, of our biology is movement. Everything needs movement. So it's not just, it's from, from, from that sense, it's required that we move, right? If you don't move, have you ever seen the movie WALL-E? This is like my favorite yeah. movie of all time. Yeah, yeah, I okay, love right? it. <laughs> like, I think it's like the most poignant, like just, 100%, oh, yeah. like just such a, such a good movie. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like, it predicts like the future of hu- the human race to a certain extent. And for my opinion, like I totally see that could become the future yeah. where, you don't, we don't need to move. So when you don't move, you stop, you stop functioning like a human being, like humans have for, for thousands and thousands of years, right? Which is evolve and grow and, and, 
interact and connect and all this other wonderful stuff. You, you can't have true connection. I mean, as much as this is a connection between you and me, if we were sitting face to face, it would be a totally different thing. Yeah, right? Yep. So movement is required to be able to do that. And, and to practice movement, especially given that we're surrounded by comforts, is an, is an essential aspect of life, in my opinion, nowadays, right? In the, in the society we live in now. Like if, we talk, if you talk to me 200 years ago, it might be different because we didn't have this level of comfort. We had to move to survive. Now we don't have to move to survive or to get by in the life that, in, in, in society that we live in now. Um, so, so we have to make ourselves move to be able to function better. Right to be able to think better, to be able to to react better, to be able to continue those connections of things, things like that. So, from from a biological, physiological standpoint, it's required. I also think then, from a psychological uh, and even down to a spiritual level, it's you know movement is super important. So, while it's 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 kind of funny, I I enjoy designing programs that inspire people, you know, that inspire and motivate people to get moving, okay. you know? So, so it's, it's, I feel like there's, I mean, there's lots of gray between this, but you have the type the people who sit around all day doing nothing who need to be motivated, inspired to move. And then you have the people who are like high level athletes who, who want to move so much better. So I can, you can, you can, I, I like to work with both of those because I like to work with the people who are already motivated to move to play sports and, and find a way for them to become the most effective with their bodies and their minds. And then I have the other side of people who, if, you know, if I wasn't around or if they didn't have another coach or something like that, they might not move out of their chair for their entire day. I was looking right? today and keep <laughs> yeah. yep. So I just like to, you know, I, I enjoy the sort of the, the process of, you know, kicking them into gear and getting them to understand the importance of it. So I think those are sort of the two extremes of the types of people we have. There's obviously tons in between, but, but those are sort of the two extremes that we have. And I enjoy sort of working with both of them. And I think it's super important. So again, I don't think it's necessarily, I, I think I like fitness because I enjoy the process of learning the end. How can I get you, let's say you in particular, how can I get you to get the most out of your body? Mm. Right. It's going to be different than me. Right. It might not be like, I really love doing heavy strength program. I love it. Yeah. Right, you talked about your life before this. It was a very you know non-active lifestyle. Hundred <laughs> percent. Right? Yeah. So like, so how, so how can I? Once I get to know you, once I get to understand how you function, how you think, how you react to things, how you react to to different cues. Do you like to be touched? Do you like to be yelled at? Do you like to be uh, sympathized with? Do you, I mean, there's all these different approaches, mm-hmm. and I enjoy that portion of it. I enjoy that sort of psychological approach. And from my mind, that that to me is is the fitness process yeah. is learning the best way to approach becoming a better mover. Yeah. Um, and, and in doing so, you end up learning all the stuff about strength and power and agility and movement and you know, so on and so forth. So yeah, movement, movement. That's key, man. That's so key. <laughs> no, I agree. So key. Something, something you touched on that I really want to kind of get your, your, your views on as well is you were, you were talking about the psychological views of all of the, all of movement and fitness. Talk to me a little bit about how did you learn? How did you personally learn more about the psychology aspect of kind of movement and just life as well? Um, I think, well, I mean, I think it's just naturally part of the way I function. I mean, I've always been really, I, ever since I was like a little kid, I wanted to know why, like, why do people do that? Why did that person do that? Why well, did that person say like that? that? I just, why dad? Yeah. Why mom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh God, not again. I'm just, just very curious. Just super, super curious. So I think that, so I, I ended up finding a career that, that helped, you know, with, with that mindset. Um, um, that's that combined with I've I've always ever I wrote down when I was in I don't even know maybe when I was like 13 or 14 years old the thing I wanted to do with my life which was I wanted to do crazy things and motivate other people to do the same thing 
Oh, nice. And, and to this day, that's still what I do. I love trying stuff. And then I love trying to get you say, Hey, get off your butt and try this, you know, like the same, the same, same concept. And I think to do that though, it's way more than what I think most people in the fitness industry think, which is get off your ass and do it. No, man, that will work for a very small percentage of people. Exactly. What works for the larger percentage of people is to fit, is to learn about who they are. Yeah. Once I understand how you work, how you tick, how you function, how you think, then I can actually really help you change. And I think, I think from my perspective, that is health and fitness is, it is psychological, <laughs> right? There, there's so much science and so much sort of, you know, I mean, a lot of facts, there's a lot of arguments, there's a lot of different ap- approaches you can take, but in the end, from an individual standpoint, if you don't have the right mindset to approach a certain pattern, or a certain program, you're not going to, you're not going to succeed. Yeah. So from a coach's standpoint or from you know my standpoint, it's, I need to work with your mindset. I need to figure out how you think, how you function. So I think, I mean, I've always sort of been intrigued by that sort of stuff. And then that, that's what I, I truly down to my core believe that's what the right way of approaching fitness is. Yeah. It's more psycho. It's more psychological. It's way more psychological. hundred percent. No, I agree. And I think, I think just in general life too, right? It's just, the key thing that what you were sharing is about building relationships. Yeah. You, know, you don't build, if you don't build a good relationship with that client of yours or with that person you're working with, then you can't, you can't expect to, to get any results out of them. Right. Because like you said, mm-hmm. you can only be like, Hey, get up and go and do five pushups. Uh, and you know, you can only do that with very limited amount of people, but yeah. then you yeah. have the people that majority of the people where they, you know, they want you to look after them and care for them and be like, hey, look, you can do this. Don't worry. Like, I know you had a bad day. You know, you're stressed. And it's that yeah. empathy, right? It comes back to that empathy. Yep. They need to trust you. They need to fully, yeah. fully trust you. 100%. Yeah. Because yep. if they feel comfortable with you and they trust you, right, they, then they'll actually do the work, right? Because they'll be like, oh, yeah. you know, coach, is, coach really cares about me. You know, he genuinely yeah. asks about my life. He cares about my life. And he really wants me to be fit. So, yeah, I see. I see in the fitness industry being involved with it for a long time. Sort of like three patterns of coaches. One is that which is a really, really good coach, someone who people just inherently trust. Um, there's more to that, but I think that's that's the best, the basis for for the best type of coach. Then you have the other coaches who 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 work off fear, right? Who who basically people are so scared of that coach or scared of disappointing that coach that they'll work really hard. Yeah. And while that works for a time, for a time, I don't think that's actually a really effective way. Of, uh, uh, I don't think that's going to last. That's not, a, that's not a, that's not a good way to produce longevity and health and fitness. Yeah. Because ultimately they're not doing it for themselves. They're not doing it. They're doing it for you. You know, and if, if you are like, you know, Josh, you need to do this. You need to do this. I'm like, Oh my God, if I don't do that, I'm going to disappoint him. Eh, you know that's not going to last, yeah. <laughs> and and you're not you're not going to change my life, mm. right? It's not it's not going to be very it's not going to be meaningful to me. It's not going to it's not going to it's just going to it can be sort of surface level for me because I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for you. And then the third type of person is just someone who who happened into fitness who likes it themselves and just kind of do it. I know a lot of coaches like that who are just like, yeah, do do five push-ups, I guess. And of course, it's like okay, I guess, and that's just sort of how they work. Yeah. And then people and then people because of their inherent um, you know, sort of loyalty to others, just stick with that person forever, yeah. <laughs> you know, which is an unfortunate human trait, in my opinion, yeah. that people will stick to someone despite them not because, being good. They just become friends, right? And then there's no effectiveness because like when you're just friends, you don't work out. You just, you work out your mouth more than anything yeah. else, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is. So there, ha- there has to be, I think a really good coach has a balance of, of making that person, or not, let me rephrase that, not making the person do anything, helping that person feel comfortable 
in doing things that aren't comfortable. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so a really, really good coach allow like just, I say, Hey, you can do this. You can do this. I believe in you. I know you can do it. And using the language that really, really connects to that person deeply, deeply. And that person's like, okay, they believe in me. I'll try it. And then they try it. And they're like, holy crap, I can do that. Then all of a sudden they change. They change psychologically, physiologically. They change as a human being and you help that process. And I think that's, that's what a true, really good coach does. Like, like you can see, obviously it's, it's a, physical manifestation mm. but it's totally psychological it's totally yeah. psychological uh, yeah so, definitely. i mean that's why it's so key I, i've tried that a couple of times myself with, with a couple of the like a couple of my friends in the gym I, 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 I use a bit of psychology just to be like i kind of use like negative motivation but there's like some psychology in there and i'm like ah you know what i don't really think you could do this man like this uh, yeah. look let me show you let me show you this thing like it's really cool i learned a new and i show it and I'm like, I, but you know what? I don't really think you do it. So don't try it, man. Like you might, you might hurt yourself or something. He's like, no, 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 I'm going to try it. I'm like, no, no, don't, man. You're going to hurt yourself. Don't worry. It's, it's cool. Don't worry. Just chill out. Relax. Just go back and do your set. Like, no, no, let me go and try this. And then they go and try it. Think, not knowing that they can't, you know, they can do it, but they never thought they could do it because yeah. that kind of negatively are motivating them um, to, to go and kind of to do that thing that they wouldn't have done if I didn't show it to them. Right. But what I, what I hear you saying, honestly, is, is ultimately you know that person so well that that form of, yeah. that form of motivation is going to work with them. 100%. And, you inher- and, and either you consciously knew it or you inherently knew it, mm. right? So and it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter how, whether you consciously or inherently just know that about, your, about the people you're around. But ultimately, that makes a good coach. Because I, I, I know I'm, I'm pretty close with this one coach I, I've known for a long, long time who if they did that, their client base would be like, okay, then I won't do it. Mm. <laughs> because they they completely rely on those words that come out of that coach's mouth mm. and to me that's not a good coach right that's they they ultimately are like ooh, that might not be safe for you so don't do it mm. and the person's like oh okay then i won't do it yes. and like oh mm. well, shoot you know like right so then that person is never really pushing and trying new things and evolving and changing and you know, which is what we need as human beings to become better people which is to evolve and change uh, right so like so yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. I mean, I like I totally get what you're saying. I, I'm like that with a handful of people, but I also know that there's a handful of people, and I'm sure you know some people too. Where if you tried that, they'd be like, "Oh, he doesn't think I can do it." Then hell no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not going to try that. Then yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not it's great, do it. Granted, my personal friends, I probably don't have very many personal friends like that because my friends, given my personality, are the types of people who would work off each other like that. Yeah, just like it sounds like like you and me. If you did that to me, I'd be like. Pfft. Screw you, man. I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go try that. Yeah, exactly. And it's just, it just comes yeah. back to our mindset, right? We have this competitiveness around us. Like, we're just like, no, I'm yeah. going to go try this. Right? Let's, let's do yeah. this. Because um, yeah, sure. so, so, so my type of fitness, um, Josh, is basically calisthenics, body weight. And um, it's, it's pretty much those the calisthenics, body weight, and like animal flow I started like, um, yeah, I like it. putting on. So basically, oh, yeah. I focus a lot on, you know, mobility, body weight, and those those two are actually are the, are the main things that I focus a lot on because I think like I do if you see if you see some of my videos Josh like how crazy <laughs> I do some crazy crazy workouts and people always say how are you like number one where do you learn all this stuff from and number two how are you so bouncy and like so crazy and I'm like you know what I just followed this one guy on Instagram about four years ago or three and a half years ago and since I started following him, I've just literally copied everything he does because I believe he's like the perfect role model in fitness because he focuses on the mind, body, soul, um, and, and, you know, just movement in general, like with animal flow and movement, so with stretches. So basically... Yeah. Who is it? Is it sound, sounds like an Edo, Edo Portal type guy. Is that like- he, I do follow him as well, but that's, that, <laughs> yeah. that's not him. Have you heard of a guy called Michael Vasquez? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. You must have seen yeah. him. He's a crazy dude, yeah. man. He's super crazy. Yeah. And I literally copy all, like, majority of his workouts. I just copy them. And I've never nice. really had, like, basically my, my ultimate goal to go, when I go in the gym, is I'm going to have fun today. I'm going to have, I'm going to yeah. go, I'm going to go crazy and I'm going to have fun. And that's why I Great. love going to the gym because I never have, today is leg day and I have to do this many of my legs, like this many things for my legs. I'm like, today's leg day. I'm going to go in the gym. I'm going to find some creative things to do and I'm just going to have fun with my body. Yeah. See, this is really, I mean, this is really cool. Like if, if you and I were, if I was going to be your coach, a fitness coach, right? Like we have this consultation, we'd have this talk. You'd be telling me all this sort of stuff. And then if I were a good coach, what I would do is I'd design something based around what you enjoy doing. Because you enjoy doing it, exactly. right? You enjoy, and you can and you can push yourself to to totally new levels doing that. But if, instead, if I was like, you know what, I, Josh, I like squats, so I'm going to make you squat. I'm a shitty coach. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? it's, not because, about you. It's, about, it's not about me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome that you found that. Right. That's. I think that's. I. It, you're talking about this. It made me think about. It. I actually. So once a week, I have my. The, the trainers that were at my gym, we, we, we get in a phone call and we talk. We, we just sort of talk training. We, they, every week they have to come up with a couple of questions they, they, they need to ask me. And we just sort of talk fitness, talk health, all that kind of stuff. And one of the questions one of the guys asked me last week um, was, how do, you, how do you know what's right to do? He was like, this is really like philosophical thing, yeah. but how do you know what's right with all this information out there? He was thinking about like nutrition. Like there's all this information, all this science telling you that this is the best way to do it. How do you know what's right? And I said, it's great that you brought this up because I, I was like, that's a really freaking good question, man, because I, I don't know. I don't know. But I said, there's, there's two ways to approach this. Number one is to be really, really, really good at research, hmm. right? So if, if, if you tell me that body movement, animal flow is hands down the best way human, body, human beings can train, I would research the hell out of that to figure out if that's true or not, right? Or two, and I think two is the most important here, is to figure out how to understand yourself better. <laughs> yeah. And I have a practice for this. I have a practice for this. And I, and I challenge you to do this too. I, I love this. This was actually my very first podcast, which was about this, which is one to three minutes, stand directly in front of a mirror and look at yourself in the eye and do not break eye contact for one to three minutes. And can you do that? And what I have found is most people can't do that. Most people can't look at themselves in the eye for three straight minutes. Standing, just standing, also standing. Sitting is too comfortable. It has to be slightly uncomfortable. So stand, stand there right in front of the mirror and just yeah. look at yourself so right I, in the I'm eye. That, man. I, I look at yeah, myself see? every day. <laughs> but that's, a, but that's, that's a question. You're awesome, Sadik, every day. <laughs> yeah. so that's badass. But that's what I'm saying is, is that you clearly have, to, have developed a, a practice and a pattern for, for having confidence in yourself yeah. and, and truly believing in yourself most people as you know most people aren't like that most people have so lack so much self-confidence and self-honesty and that's a big thing like i'm sure you've met a lot of people who come across as very very confident but underneath it they're not, they're not. underneath it they're super self-conscious and they, they just don't have that i don't know i don't know what i can do i don't know what i'm capable of and that's the, that's what i'm super curious about so that practice of looking yourself in the eye, and it's, it's really fascinating because I, I'll take some super, super confident people and just have them stand there. And I, you know, I'm not in the room. The, the big question is, do you, like, you can see my eyes right now. If I'm looking at you right in the eye, which I don't, okay, I'm looking at you right in the eye. If at any point I'm just like, you know, that's, that, that sign right there is either me thinking or I, I need a moment to myself to be able to not look, I'm, I'm looking at my screen, not at your face. So it's kind of weird. Actually, I'm looking at my camera, not at your face. So it's a little weird actually. Um, but like 
even that just momentary glance down, if you're looking at yourself, is a distraction. It, it, it means something. It represents something. It represents a, a insecurity, just to, even if it's momentarily, momentary, right? Um, and I think delving into that, delving into that, that, that one's capability of being super self-honest is what allows them then to pick the things that work the best for them, right? Because right now, you know, there's, there's so, there's countless, like in, infinity ways of training, right? There's just animal flow. There's just you know, like bar stars type thing where it's just like pull-ups and push-ups and all that crazy, crazy badass shit. There's powerlifting, there's weightlifting, there's CrossFit, there's, there's Spartan stuff. There's, and then all different combinations of, all of, of everything in between. And there's everybody in all those different, different genres of fitness telling you that that's the best way to train. Yeah. And as a fitness professional who likes a way to train, I say bullshit. There's not a single best way to train. There's not a single best way to eat. There's not a single best way to, to, to approach your life. There's not a single best religion. There's not a single, it's not, it's, it's 100% individualized for you and how you function. And your job is to surround yourself by the people who will not necessarily agree with you, but help you establish what is best for you. And it sounds like from a fitness standpoint, you found something that works really, really, really well for you. So freaking keep doing it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> keep doing it. Yeah, yeah that's sure the, same, the same thing I think would say with food, right? I, uh, currently, this is kind of crazy. I, I haven't made this public yet, but I'm actually been, I've been doing the carnivore diet, which is insane, where I literally eat... N- I'm at, I actually calculated that. I'm at, I'm at like 95 to 96% nothing but animal products. Nothing but animal products. That's all I eat. And it's worked wonders for me. I've done blood work. I mean, it's, it, I, I'm not going to go into my health background because it would take a long time. It'd be another couple hours. But it's worked wonders for me. And if you said, hey, Josh, I'm a vegan. And you know, most of the time when you understand, if you look online, people are like, oh my God, you're such a little bitch. Don't be doing that. No, I say, well, does it work? Do you, do you feel healthy? Do you feel happy? Do you sleep well? Are you energized? Okay, keep doing it. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like, that's, that's how it should be. That's how it should be. Yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm totally with you, man. I think, like you said, spot on, every single one of us are different and unique in our own way. And our body, mm-hmm. our body just functions in a different way. So if a coach can't understand how our body is and what, what our body actually needs, because you can be like, oh, look, you need to have this many protein, this much protein and carbs, and this is, this is your diet. I'm like, yeah, but I'm vegan, right? Like you said, or, or you, know, right, yeah. you know, I'm... Uh, oh, I can't, I can't eat eggs. You know, I'm allergic to eggs or allergic to yeah. nuts. How do I get protein? So it's like, you know, every single person is different. And I, and I just love the way you said that because like I found my way of how, what makes me happy when I'm training. And the one yeah. advice that every time, because I'm not a fitness professional, like I would, if anyone comes to me for advice, I'd be like, hey, go to Josh, man. He knows what he's talking about. I don't. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I, I would teach you, I'm going to teach you about confidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can tell you about confidence. I was super shy. So I'm 100% passionate about that. But when it comes to fitness, I love it. I'm super passionate. I'm really good at it. But I, I genuinely hard, hardly even know half the like the the exercises that I do. I never know the names. Like I just, just love blowing and doing it. I because I'm I'm yeah. a visual learner, Josh. So I like watching and then just going and taking action. And like my, my TEDx talk that I did like three four weeks ago was all about taking action, like consistently taking action to find your true purpose. Because yeah, I really yeah. believe like me taking action in the last few years has made me become so confident, has made me found fitness, has made me realize, oh, you know, my body and my mind connected is actually like, it's, it's, gonna, it's, it's what's going to create the 10 times bolder version of Sadiq. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I love it, man. I love it. So super cool. Josh, we're coming up to the end of the episode. Um, right. At the end of my episodes, I always do this thing called the final four, which I have four questions for you and you basically answer the, whatever comes to the top of your head. 
Okay. All right. Sound good? I got to be like, what do I, I got to like take some mushrooms or something like this. No, you have to take nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're just going to listen. <laughs> All right. The first, one's, the first one, you're going to smash this one. I, I, you're going to give an amazing answer. I can already like feel this. But in one sentence, what comes to your mind when you hear the word action? A body movement. Body movement and, just, and yeah, moving, moving, getting up and moving. Getting up and moving. I love it. Getting up and moving. Give, yeah. give us one more extra sentence. Like, give us a little bit extra. Move towards something. It doesn't matter what it is. Move towards something. And so tr- 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 basically, the, the, what I mean by that is try. Right? If you're like, hmm, I wonder if I could do that. Go try. <laughs> Go try. Love it's, it. Take, take a step towards something. I literally posted about that today, man. Yeah, <laughs> nice. My post today was all about just try. Like, try yeah. that thing. Just try that thing that you think you can't do. Just try yeah. And if you, what if you, what if that could be your career? That could be your career, right? Yeah. Because most people don't understand if you don't try something or a few things, how do you know which is the one thing that you really love? Exactly. One, if you don't try the hundreds, right? Yeah, totally. I 100% agree with that. Yeah, that's something I try to push on everybody. I like it, man. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I love the answer, man. All right. Second question is well, you kind of mentioned this earlier on in the conversation, but what one movie or video would you recommend all the listeners to go and watch? That would that would positively have like an impact in their life. Oh jeez! Oh my god! Can't say oh, one movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know, man. I mean, Wally's cool, but I, I have I have so many so many other ones I, that I enjoy. I mean, but but you followed it up by saying that it would have a positive impact in your life. That's the yeah. problem. I'm, I'm, I'm obsessed with I'm obsessed with Batman. I'm obsessed with Batman. I'm like the oh, biggest Batman fan in the world. So, so if, you ever, if you ever if you ever say movie, I'm like any Batman movie. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't wearing my Superman top today. Uh, yeah, come on, man. We'd have a huge <laughs> argument about that. But, uh, but in terms of a, a positive impact, because I don't actually think Wally necessarily has a has a direct positive impact. I think it, I actually think it's a little depressing. I think it's a little, you know, that sort of thing. Um, man, that's actually a really damn good question. <laughs> um, it could just be a film that you really love then. And maybe there's something in that film that you really love. That, yeah. that that you can represent in terms of life. Oh shoot, man! If you can't think of a movie, then you can you can think of a like a video that you've seen, like a documentary or like a, a channel you follow on YouTube or something. Yeah, you know, I, it's, it's kind of annoying. I, I can't think of anything that comes to mind immediately. But I'm a I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of anything that any video, any motivational video, any book, any movie of somebody overcoming something incredibly traumatic. You know, something incredibly traumatic. A, a, a person that I that I that I think of right now is David Goggins, mm. um, who's who's kind of he he wrote a book. I, I followed him way back in the day. He he wrote a book recently called Hard. Uh, maybe it's Hard to Kill or something something like that. But he, I mean, he was like this morbidly obese dude who just had who was who had all these uh, all these crazy issues growing up and everything like that. And he ultimately just said, "Screw it, uh, I'm not going to let myself be get in my way. I'm going to go." be a badass he became a navy seal ran ultra marathons and all this sort of stuff so he posts up on instagram probably like two or three times a week and his his videos that he, so go do that go don't yep he's, do running. It running, you know? <laughs> yep he's he's running and he's just so matter of fact and in your face and just like just cuts through the bullshit say you know and i know a lot of people have a hard time with that but i i think that's needed i think sometimes that that brutal honesty is needed it's, you know stop being a little bitch get up off your ass and start moving 
you know, and I, that, so, so David Goggins, if you, there you go, there's, there's some videos, Love go it. watch his videos and get fired up. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. He's super cool. His videos are really inspiring and they're just straight to the point. Like if you guys yeah. like someone to just kill you and grill you to the point where you just going to go and take action that day, that's someone definitely to follow, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Now this, now the third question is the similar, similar, similar to, to the second question, but uh, which one book would you now recommend everyone to go and uh, pick up, read, listen to, watch? Because everyone learns in different ways. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, his his book is definitely one. Um, I, in in terms of all the books that I've read, at least I, I read like two books a month. Wow. Um, but but I don't read like self help and motivational books very rarely. In the, out of the pro- I read novels. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, and I've read a lot and I'm really bad at remembering authors, but, um, <laughs> I've, I've read a lot of, um, the guy who wrote no country for old men, um, which was obviously made into a movie and it's written by an author who's done a lot of really amazing books. Uh, Cormac McCarthy, Cormac, Cormac McCarthy. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's two of his books got made into movies, um, No Country for Old Men and The Road. And he writes in a beautiful manner. It, it's really tough to get into it right at first because he, he barely used any punctuation. He doesn't use quotations or anything like that. So you just sort of like, you, you, but you almost find this flow when you start. And, and also his books are really fascinating because they're sort of like, so much happens, but then nothing happens. <laughs> so you just get, you, you get tossed in this world and you just kind of flow into this world and you get lost in this amazing world that he creates for you. And, and he's it, just, it's a, it's beautiful. It's the road is one of the most just heartbreakingly beautiful books I've ever written and read in my life. And it's not very motivating. It's not going to like <laughs> make you feel great and wonderful and happy. Um, but it's, it's really, it's really a fascinating, it's a really fascinating the way he writes. And I, I really, really like it a lot. I've read like four of his books now and there's like eight of them. So I'm all about it. <laughs> so Cormac McCarthy, Cormac McCarthy, check him out cool. again. And then go back to David, David Goggins in terms of like a, a motivating read. Mm-hmm. Um, what I recommend for that one is actually the audiobook, book, David Goggins book, um, because it's like a combination of book and podcast because every chapter he has somebody else read it, but then they go and they talk about that chapter. You get to hear David Goggins sort of like recalling aspects that he didn't necessarily, that, you know, why it motivated him or where it came from or what he went through from a personal standpoint. So you get this really cool, like interconnection between the two of them. Um, so I definitely write, if you're going to, if you're going to get David Goggins book, definitely check out the, uh, the audio book version of it. Nice. Awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that, bro. Yeah. Okay. The last question is the one that gets a bit deeper. <laughs> let's, do it. let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So if you can spend a few hours of your time to spend from someone's wisdom, whether that person's dead or alive, who would that one person be and why? Oh, geez. Um, this is, this is interesting. You asked this question because probably on a weekly basis, it would change. Okay. But currently it would be Elon Musk. Wow. Um, okay. This is interesting. Yeah. Elon Musk, I am so incredibly fascinated by, um, because I think he's on a level where we're, we're lucky at, at, at least at the, for the time being that he's, he's into creating products for the people because in a different world, he could be like, you know, some evil you know, <laughs> terrorist Uber Lord who, like, completely contr- who could completely control the world. But, but my actually, interest, interestingly enough, my, my first real introduction to his mind was listening to him on Joe Rogan's podcast. Mm. 
And everybody got super obsessed with that podcast because Joe Rogan got him to smoke a joint. Yeah. And I was like, that doesn't mean anything. What, what, what fascinated me the most about that podcast was that he gave a, he gave a warning. He said, here's the trajectory of human existence. And I've been, Elon Musk, I've been working tirelessly to try to warn that we can't be going this quickly in that direction because it's going to ruin society and nobody will listen. And weirdly, even from that podcast, nobody listened, <laughs> you know, and, and, and what he's basically submitted to, it sounded like he, he almost, it was almost like at that point he, he had given up. He was like, I tried so hard. I went to, he says, I went to the UN to talk to them about like, we need to, we need to have some sort of control over technology, computer, computer technology, because it's moving too fast. We're not going to, we're not going to have control over it. And nothing happened. So he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to Mars. <laughs> and I, I, I want to, I, I just want to pick his brain. I want to, I want to know I want to listen to him. Just I, I enjoy just getting people to start talking. You're like you're good at doing that. Like you get me to start talking. You know, I like doing the same thing with people that I that I find really fascinating, and interesting. I feel like just getting him talking and just hearing where it's coming from and why. He said the most important thing. You know, Joe Rogan asked him what's what's the most important thing to you at at all, like overall, the most, number one most important thing. And he said space travel, and and then he just sort of left it at that. And I was like, what? Like, how is that the most important thing to you? That we leave Earth and start to occupy other planets? Like, why is that so, why is that so important? I want to know. I want to know where his brain is when, he's, when he says those things. I want to know why he believes that. And I also want to know sort of, you know, his thought process for the, the things he wants to create and why he wants to create them. Is he, does he, is he just curious about innovation? Does he actually truly want to help human beings? Does he just want to occupy his brain? Cause his brain's like, you know, like crazy. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really, really fascinated by, by minds that seem to be completely and utterly not the norm. So whether it be someone like Elon Musk, someone like um, even, you know, even like serial killers and stuff like that, people who just function on a totally different plane than the yeah. vast majority of other people. Like you and me are very, very different, but we're also function very similarly. And, you know, I'm sure most people you talk to, if you, if you, if you really categorize them, they're all within this sort of bubble of mindset. Yeah. And there's a handful of people that are just like, boom, way up here. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. are the people I'm super, super fascinated by. You know, like I said earlier on, why? You know, why are you like that? And, and why did you choose to do the things you're doing with that mindset? Yeah. You know, because as, as my, as you know, the favorite villain in all my Batman stuff, you know, basically just what he says, madness is one push away. Mm. Right. And if, and when you take these, when you take people's minds and you put them into a very specific scenario, you create a personality that does something, you know, it could be good. It could be evil. It could be nothing. It could be innovation. It could be murder. It could be terrorism. It could be sitting around playing video games. It just depends on what that person is surrounded by, right? So that's the part I'm curious about is that you have this insane intellectual craziness that is Elon Musk, and he was put into a very specific scenario that allowed him that that created Tesla and you know all the other stuff that he's created, PayPal and, and SpaceX and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man. That's yeah. yes. Another guest actually was sharing the same thing about him and how they just would love to just get into his head because he's, he's mad and like. Yeah mad in a in a really weird but good type of way where you just want to know why how does he think like that where does he get that yeah. thinking from you know yeah i love that another, real real quick another thing that i've been obsessed with recently because i you know listen to other podcasts is people who have who have become very well known for their hard opinions and um 
I like someone like like Elon Musk. Well, not really Elon Musk, but like um, like like uh, Jordan Peterson, um, like this this politician over here uh, in Houston, Dan Crenshaw, who's a very well spoken Republican, um, or people like Donald Trump. You know, like these people have these very 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 hard line opinions towards something, and I, I, I'm fascinated by what formed that opinion. You know, how, how do you get in that, in that direction? You know, and that's, that's something I'm always fascinated by. So people who have very, very, very hard opinions and very specific opinions on stuff. I want to be like, where'd that come from? Yeah. You know, why? Why? <laughs> Love it, man. No, that's good. And I think, have you read, um, oh, there's a, oh, I forgot the name of the book. Um, Dean Grazioli wrote this book, um, the seven steps to why I think it's called or something like that. But it basically like, you're, you're, yeah. Yeah, yes. that's right. I actually, I, yep. So you must love that. I, that must be yeah, your favorite yeah. all-time book because, like, I, I like that. seven I, times. Why, 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 why? Yeah, that I was actually introduced to that by a coach when I went to I went to a weekend seminar, and he was like, you know, it was all about becoming a really high-level athlete, and right to become a, to become a high-level anything. You know, maybe it's military, maybe it's business, maybe it's athlete. You need to, you need to know your why. Yeah, right. Most people think they do, but that's seven times why. Like, you really get to the root of it. You really, really, really get to the root of it, and I do that with, um, you know, my when I'm coaching, a, a, you know, somebody who's a, you know, trying to get to a certain level of sports. I say, if you don't know your why, you're never going to make it. So let's let's figure out your why, and then let's figure out if that's actually a good why. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whether that will actually help you. Yeah, I like that a lot. Nope. Awesome, Josh. Thank you so much for all the wisdom you've shared, man. I really, really appreciate this conversation. Um, how can everyone go and reach out to you if they want to ask you any questions or? Um, or just, you know, know a little bit more about what you do. How can they kind of... Yeah, for sure. Uh, right now, probably my the, I'm most active on my Instagram, jcourage, at jcourage. Um, that links to everything. I have my, my business, at Courage Performance, up there too. Um, my website doesn't really have a ton of information on it anymore, but it's courageperformance.com because um, I just shifted it over to this online thing. So really, if you want to see me and my life, which is basically me throwing out tidbits of, of life wisdom, playing with my daughter and working out in random places. It's uh, at J Courage. I love that. I, love, I was going through yeah. some of your videos and they're, they're cool. I like the way you're just like, hey there. <laughs> and you just kind of just have some, yeah. some wisdom that you share with your little daughter just running around. Super cool. <laughs> That's right. She gets, she gets into, she's going to love it and be, be like me or she's going to be like, oh my God, dad, shut the hell up. Yeah. Like, it's going to be one of those two things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. But Josh, one last, uh, one last kind of uh, ending or one last piece of wisdom for everyone. Uh, what would that be? Um, well, my, my, my go-to thing, especially recently is to find the things you can control and focus on those. There's so much in the world. There's so, so, so much in the world, especially right now that you have no control over. And because of social media, we just obsess over that stuff. We obsess over what's the next step with COVID-19. What's the next step with our business? What's the next step, step with our careers? You know what? Right now, that's fine to think about. It's good to spend time doing that, but there's so much more you can control. You can control how active you are. You can control what you put in your mouth. You can control your sleep. You control how you interact with other people, right? You control that you do interact with other people, harness those things, grab onto those things. And once you do that, you have a base. You have a base that will make everything else in your life so much easier. So find the things you can control and control them. That's it, baby. Love it, man. I love it. Thank you so much for everything, man. I really, really appreciate this conversation, dude. Um, uh, thank you, man. I really appreciate you having, having me on. No, you're welcome. I'm looking forward to keeping in touch and, and, and see what else yeah. we can do together, man. For sure, man. I'm all about it. I'll get you on my, I'll get, I'll get my podcast back up, back up and we'll get you going then. Also, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. <laughs> cool, man. Right, you enjoy the rest of your day and I will see you soon, man. All right. Sounds good, man. Right, thank, thank you. Peace out.
Bye. Bye. If you're still there, I just want to say a massive thank you for your attention and your time. It really means a lot to me. Please do me one favor and subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends and leave a rating on whichever platform you're listening to this. It would honestly mean the world to me. Thank you so much once again. I hope that this episode brought value and inspiration into your life and I'll see you guys next week.